So this is just an interview for the newspaper. I just have a couple of questions. Mr. Gray, we'll see you now. What was he like? He was polite, intense, smart, really intimidating. Do you have any interests outside of work? What about you? I'd like to know more about you. There's really not much to know about me. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I am. To what do you owe your success? I exercise control in all things, Miss Steele. It must be really boring. Welcome to They Call This Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We're part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamie. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This Movie. This is Anthony Dalvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, everyone. Dan. Myers. That went a lot better than I thought. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it, took, it took me a minute to get there so i hope people watch these movies uh before they uh they listen to our podcast or else you're going to be completely in the dark i couldn't think of a better bit to be <laughs> this movie is not have much to go for it so um short of us just making really boring love to each other there was not yeah. much we could have done so yeah, everybody uh, yeah so Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We are dropping this on the Thursday before Valentine's Day, so it should be coming to you just as you're coming in somebody else. Um, <laughs> it is uh, so. Last year we did the first episode, the first installment of Twilight, and unfortunately, that Hulu... was Valentine's Day last year. That was Valentine's Day last Jesus. year. So uh, sensing a uh, a theme, and unfortunately Twilight, uh, they took all the Twilight movies off of Hulu, so we kind of uh, pivoted a little bit and went with uh, a movie that's a little similar and uh, has uh, uh, origins in the Twilight saga. Um, we are talking the 2015 film Fifty Shades of Grey. Gentlemen, where are you coming from with Fifty Shades of Grey? This was 2015. Wow. I'm, yep. I'm surprised they got away with a lot of the stuff they did for 
the time period because I feel like that we, you know we were well underway with uh, I guess PC culture and all, all that uh, because this is kind of this is kind of raunchy but in a not like raunchy way I don't know how to describe it mm-hmm. it's like it wants to be raunchy but it's like very very uh, uh, it's like soap opera-ish at times um, mm-hmm. I, I I'd seen this movie once before but I don't remember seeing it and I don't remember watching it now. If that, if that helps. So, uh, not entirely. <laughs> yeah, not to make an interesting podcast, but no, it's, I, I know I watched it. I, I remember like looking at my computer screen and there was something moving on it, but I usually help. Dakota Johnson's breast. I, I couldn't even tell you. And I know that it's on there multiple times, but I just I couldn't tell you any discernible facts about this movie. It's it it wiped my mind. <laughs> That's what this movie did to me. Wow. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully you remember your social security number and your pin <laughs> <Where> number <am> I? <laughs> and your wife's name. And Friday's Valentine's Day. Don't forget, Mark. Uh, Dan. <laughs> I won't have cat out of back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark, what about you? Um, Greg. I had not seen this movie before, but obviously, I'm so surprised. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, didn't you see all the uh, Twilight movies in the theater? Yes. Well, so what happened here? Um, it's really awkward to possibly watch this movie with your sister, uh, which is who I saw all the Twilight movies with. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong for that one. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> Sounds but, like you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but obviously, being you know, you know, plugged into online culture as it was back then, you basically knew ev- everything about the movie and the history behind it, with it being Twilight fan fiction before becoming uh, what it did. And um, yeah, it was. It was like it was really boring. Um, a lot more than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I thought that, I thought it would be at least you know have some interesting moments. Um, I think the most interesting moment happens at the end, and we'll get to that one once we go through the the uh, plot. But um, yeah, I had a very similar moment. This is slightly inside stuff for people that haven't read my old blog. But um, <laughs> I I had I'm a very, sure I'm sure there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of crossover. Uh, it was a very similar experience watching this movie to watching Sleeping Beauty, you know, the Emily Browning movie, not the Disney uh, fairy tale. Okay. Um, in that, at some point, I just noticed that Dakota Johnson was naked and was just like, oh, when did that happen? Like, it just, the nudity and the sex and all that just became, ah, oh, it's on the screen. Like, it mm-hmm. had no impact, you know, watching it. And, you know, all the all the drama was was so, like, Soap opera is probably the best word because I can't think of anything better. But, um, yeah, the one thing um, I literally typed into my phone, um, it, like 10 minutes into the movie, I was like, Christian Gray's a bad person, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the Google machine. Because I'm like, it's like instant. Like, it, it. I guess if we see the movie You um, that came out, it's sort of a similar thing where, you know, you shouldn't like this guy at all. Um but for some reason, he's he be, he was a sex symbol icon thing when the books came out, um, and in the, into the movie. But yeah, it was just it, nothing really happened outside of the you know the the S and M stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's really where I'm coming from. Where it's like I I see where Dan comes from. Where there were at least minutes in this film where I didn't realize, like, had completely forgotten what happened in it. So. Uh, I come from this as my wife and I saw this in theaters. Um, how many how many uh, middle-aged moms were there in the theater? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> it was a pack. It was a pretty packed house, but I'm pretty sure we saw it, if not the first weekend, probably the second weekend. Um, it was just my wife hasn't read any of the books, but she was just like, you know what? I'm kind of curious of what all the fuss is about. Why don't we just go see it? So I said, all right, let's go see it. And we were bored out of our minds. Um, I remember writing an article for this. This is probably one of my favorite reviews I've ever written in my entire life. Um, it's still on the website. Maybe I'll post a link to it in the description of this episode. But yeah, this movie is boring as hell. Um, I we were having my wife and I were having this conversation earlier today because she'd watched she watched it again with me this week. So um, and we were just having a conversation of like trying to figure out what the appeal is because even she's struggling for it um why why this fan fiction became this huge phenomenon when you know you could pick pluck anything out of the one of these weird you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kink shame this fan fiction websites um anything could kind of you know be as good if not better than this movie this story um Maybe it's the fact that these two people are completely blank slates and it's easier, at least from in a novel version of it, to kind of put yourself in the shoes of that character if you're a man or a woman into whatever you know character you more yeah. want to align yourself with. Maybe – and that doesn't translate as well into a, um, a film, um, but these two, they're both objectively good-looking people. They have zero chemistry together. Yeah, um, yeah he, I don't know if it's in your trivia, but didn't, don't they like hate each other? Uh, in real life? I think they really wound up disliking them each other like along the way. I'm not sure if it was after the first movie or just kind of the, the after three films that they weren't big fans of each other. Um, you could see why. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it's you, you, one, you're constantly being belittled. If you're uh, the female, right? And it's probably kind of uncomfortable if you're the guy. I can't mm-hmm. imagine it, it wasn't a lot of fun filming this. It was Anastasia, right? Anastasia. Yeah. Anastasia is... Steele and yeah. Christian Grey. These yeah, fucking names. Two, like, two awesome porn star names. Yeah. Just totally wasted here. Mm-hmm. But there, there's a lot of stuff wasted here. And yeah, yeah I, I know she's supposed to be very timid and all that, but it just kind of, it kind of comes across as he's a huge creep mm-hmm. yes. and she's just <laughs> trying to, you know, there's so many points in this movie where you've seen the look in her eyes where it's like, I made a huge mistake being here. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and so, takes her on a private jet and it's all forgiven. Right. Yeah. I and mean, I didn't, what, what does he fly her in that one time? It's like a drone. It's a glider. It's yeah. A glider. So that thing like, looks like it's going to be sent overseas to bomb some villages. <laughs> so basically, a glider like they they tow you tow it with a real plane, and then it doesn't it doesn't have any sort of propulsion. So once it unlatches, it eventually you know glides eventually to the ground. But oh. slowly. All right. Well, that's not like super impressive. I mean, I thought yeah. I thought it was like a state of the line like jet plane or some shit like that. 
no, I mean he's he's able to fly a helicopter and a glider. I don't know how he has time to get his pilot's license, being a twenty-six-year-old billionaire. But and also, I think you just answered your own question there. He's also mastered the piano too. Yeah, he's he can do whatever he wants. He's a billionaire. I I mean, but to be a billionaire at twenty-six, you've had to work your ass off for twenty for you know at least ten years. Oh, I guess. Do they ever explain how he got that? Well, he does. He does. He doesn't sleep. That's true. He says that multiple times. Yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of like the residue of this being Twilight fan fiction, is that Edward Cullen wouldn't have slept, right? Yeah. Uh, so it, I've, I had heard rumor that this was basically supposed to be a Twilight fan fiction that just kind of grew it, its own uh, personality. Mm-hmm. So is, is it that was, correct? Yes, it was. It was originally titled Masters of the Universe. Um, she wrote it under the pen name Snow Queen Ice Dragons, and it was basically... Edward and Bella just fucking in high-rise apartments. Uh, not in Castle Grayskull. Nope. Not oh. Castle Grayskull. No, God, unfortunately dude. not. What is wrong it's with opportunity. People? Nothing to do with He-Man. Um, Jeez. Well, you name it Masters of the Universe. Right. And then eventually, for some reason, this it got really popular. I think maybe it was just really popular for Twilight fans. I don't know. Um, and she got a p- publishing deal out of it. E.L. James, which, good for her, I guess? I mean, you do. She took advantage of the system, I yeah, suppose. She wrote, she wrote three, books? three books. Was it only three? Uh, there was a fourth, which was told from his perspective. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This I know. As we were saying before, they they had no chemistry. But again, for for someone who never read the book, how are you supposed to take that, right? I mean, you come into this like, who are these people? Who cast these people? Right. And, You'd think that they would have some kind of screen test together or something. It looks like they just met each other every scene that they're together in. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I think a part of the problem is that they don't have any, the characters themselves don't have any personalities. What's like a characteristic of him besides the fact that he's got a weird sex fetish? What's a characteristic of her besides she's never had sex before? Yeah, I think it's, she, a, yeah. it's essentially she's supposed to be, she's probably sticks the closest to the original source material in terms know. of being Bella you know, Swan. I mean, yeah, I just, you know. they're, they're, they don't, you can't fill out. If we were, if this was D and D, this would be an empty character sheet. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> no backstory. Yeah. It's it, 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 a nerdy kid. It's essentially. Anthony had a good, uh, a, a good comment about it. Like they managed to make sex unsexy in this. Yep. Yep. And I mean, there's plenty of it, obviously, but it's. Yep. I, I would assume it translates better in the book, but I mean, it, I'm a visual guy. I I enjoy seeing that stuff, mm-hmm. as do as do most people. <laughs> but <laughs> I assume, I hope now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, w- w- once I'm watching, like I'm not, I was not excited at all. Like, oh, right. This is like, this is this is the definition of vanilla sex right here. They, they might as well have just right, right. to me it might as well have just been two hours of missionary and calling it I thought, a day. I thought missionary was pretty good well it could be <laughs> not, not here yeah. but uh, they, they wound up turning kinks into just like maybe it's just my mind and the things I've put it through for 30 oh, well, obviously not 33 years but uh, for a long long time I'm like, oh, that's nothing. I've seen way worse. 
sure. Yeah. The, so I wanted to see that. Yeah. The the thing um, that that I even realized was when I did that search of is Christian Grey a bad person? The first like page of results is all people from the BDSM community just going, they got this wrong. This is all wrong. This isn't how it works. None of this is like. You know, well, that, that's a thing. It's like, then who is this book for? It's like, <laughs> like E.L. James must have just went on a Wikipedia site uh, of BDSM and just kind of like spent spent a couple of hours just looking through wikis yeah. of BDSM and just like, I, I figured it out a little bit. I mean, she probably has just as much knowledge of that as she does of running a telecommunications business, because that's what uh, Christian Gray is supposedly the head of. Well, I had he, no idea. Yeah, I, I, I like at one point in the movie, he's on the phone and he's just doing it, it's kind of it's he, generic it's, business talk. It's generic business talk. It's something you would say if you were trying to cover up that you're on the phone. Like, well, yeah. you tell him he has less than 24 hours. Retool me. I'll retool you. Right. Exactly. Hanging up. It's just, yeah, like I don't believe he runs anything. I don't believe anything he says. I think yeah. he's just a mass murderer, really, and that's what he wants to do. If I didn't know any better, like this guy's—he wants to kill people. Yeah, he's Patrick Bateman. I was yeah. thinking oh, the same yeah. thing, Ant. <laughs> yeah, 100%. He's very—he's very vain, but he's super boring about it. Yeah, he's just made his his sex life completely too complicated, right? Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> he did. He really did. Yeah. <laughs> I could fuck literally anybody, but I'm so hung up on my specificities of my life that I have to have, I can't have romance. Like, he should be Leonardo DiCaprio. He should be turning in models when they turn 26 for the newer model. I get, you know, there's that that whole thing where every man wants, right, it's like the dream to get the virgin, right? So, you know, he finds that, but they make it so much more perverse than it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's like it's like his golden goddess right there. Like, oh my God, you're a virgin. This is, where have you been? You know, you must be getting all types of guys. Like, all right, dude, calm yeah. down. All right, let's <laughs> just yeah, I, I, I just say I you like her. I think it ties into the him being all excited about her being a virgin. Ties into you know part of the little backstory that he has in this movie where he was basically molested as a 15 year old. Yeah, um, I, it sounds like family friend. It sounds like he's he's found a blank slate that he can abuse and yeah. um, uh, train more or less to yeah, be yeah, what he wants. <laughs> essentially, she was him at fifteen. Is yeah. what he sees in. I guess so. I well, can be I can be what that person is to me to her. This movie has a twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And made five hundred seventy-one million dollars. A lot of middle-aged oh, housewives went saw it. I get. I know my wife went and saw it. So <laughs> is your wife uh, a middle-aged? <laughs> no, but listen, I take that as a personal attack, though. Like, that means I'm not doing the job. She had to go see this. Like, I'll if she wants boring sex, I'll give her boring sex. I could do that. <laughs> All right. That's, I'm this, very this, capable. This might of be this. the first time in doing this show where I already see the Instagram photo. <laughs> As the line is I'm being sure, spoken, I'm sure there were plenty of guys out there. Who was like, you, you want me to do that? No, not really. Well, then why'd you see the movie? Well, I don't know. It just it's it's about sex, and I I like seeing that stuff. Uh, okay. Oprah told me to. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's I don't I can't imagine very many women saw this movie, went home and said, 
I want you to hit me with a crop. Right. Right. I just, or a whip or just whatever. I'm like, no, I mean, I, I could see they didn't it, even portray it as, as fun. I could see <laughs> it being much true. more in the opposite direction where they read the books and they wanted to try all this stuff. And they're like, oh, we're going to do a movie. Oh, I'll get to see what this is all like. And I can, you know, kind of get some ideas. And then they go see this movie going, oh, that's it. Oh, I don't want kinda, any of that. That's kind of boring. <laughs> or, right. That, that looks like it hurts, you know. Nothing that I feel like nothing that he does until the very end is um, over the top. And even at the end, it's not. Again, my mind has been places that yeah. you wouldn't dream well, of. Well, as, Mark. as he says at one point, he goes, "She has if he's a sadist." He goes, "No, I'm a dominant." <laughs> no, In listen. That very robotic voice. I've, I, I'm just saying, like when I'm when I was watching this, I was just like, man, you know, I wanted this movie to end with them just beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> Like I wanted, to, I, I wanted it Johnson to, would have loved that. I wanted it to freeze frame Rocky two style or the Rocky three, three style, right? When they just, you know, they go at it and Eye of the Tiger starts playing. That's how I wanted it to end. They they say each other's name, Christian, Anastasia, Eye of the Tiger. It's the thrill. That would have been great. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> <laughs> ding. Ding, ding, yeah, Anastasia, ding, ding, and they, they could be naked, they could be clothed, I don't care, I just, I wanted them to start throwing each other around that red room, right, and hitting each other with everything that he has there. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey has been directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Uh, she directed a couple of Elton John videos from the early 2000s. She also directed Nowhere Boy, which I believe was a John Lennon pre-Beatles uh, biopic. And she recently. Oh yes, yeah. Okay, sorry. And she re- recent and she recently directed a million little pieces. Um, speaking of Nowhere Boy, uh, it was starring uh, 19-year-old Aaron Taylor Johnson, who we know as Kickass. Yes. And then in 2009, when uh, Sam Taylor Johnson and Aaron Taylor Johnson started a relationship, he was 19 and she was 42. Nice. Uh, they are still married and they have two kids. But uh, if you're if you said that their uh, relationship seemed a little inappropriate, you probably wouldn't be wrong. Um, but uh, they seem happy together, and uh, God bless them. But this movie stars Dakota Johnson, Jamie Dornan, Eloise Mumford makes her second straight yeah. appearance on this podcast. They're so undercover previously. Jennifer Ellie, Victor Rasek, Luke Grimes, Marsha Gay Harden, and for some reason Rita Ora. Yeah. Uh, this has an IMDb score of 4.1 and a Rotten Tomato score of 2. 25%. And at box office, U.S. was 166 against a budget of $85 million. Hmm. Um, Yeah, so those are all the stats. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not surprised by any of it, to be honest, from being around during the phenomenon that the the first movie, um, I would be curious, I'm, I don't care enough to look it up, is if the other movies turned as much of a profit as this one did. Cause I could see a lot of the book fans of the book going and seeing the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the translation being so boring, I wonder if the other two got as much, uh, you know, at least us box office. Sure. Yeah. Um, you guys, uh, you guys want to get into this razor thin plot that we have? Yeah, please do. All righty. So uh, before we do, we're going to take a quick break uh, to hear a word from a friend of the podcast, and then we'll be right back. 
Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. And welcome back. And now it's time to get into the plot of Fifty Shades of Grey from 2015. Uh, we open up on the romantic city of Seattle, Washington, um, which I guess if you're going for shoot a movie that's called Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah, thematically it makes a lot of sense to have it in Seattle because it's raining this entire fucking movie. The, uh, the one thing I want to point out is just from a just we'll get it out of the way early, uh, a slightly ge- uh, geography nerd thing here is I have no idea where most of these parts are supposed to take place because um, I think the the campus of the Washington State University is the one on Vancouver Island um, and not the one in Seattle. And, you know, yep. and then they're in Portland at one point. And it's like, but not all of it looks the same. And it, the only thing that looks different is when she goes to, quote, unquote, Georgia mm-hmm. um, at some point. And it's just like, I don't know what... Um, did did the uh, I obviously didn't read the books. Did she have no idea what the Northwest was like? Did she just think it all looked like Twilight? I'm sure they used stock footage for Seattle and they shot everything in British Columbia. Pretty sure yeah. that's exactly what happened. But yes, uh, she goes to school at WSU Vancouver. Um, but it was nice that they gave the Seattle Mariners a shout out at one point. Yeah, you know you gotta you gotta you know hit up those Seattle Mariners fans. Yeah. yeah. Just to put, just to place it, geotag this movie. Yeah. Talking, talking sports. Probably the only win they'll ever get. <laughs> um, we have a montage of luxury porn as Christian gets dressed. We see a whole bunch of suits and a whole bunch of ties and just, just vapidness basically that just exudes from these scenes. And that's juxtaposed by Anastasia Steele getting dressed and wearing something frumpy um, as she gets dressed to interview. Christian Grey, because her roommate, Kate, is supposed to be interviewing him, but she is sick. So rather than another journalism student, she asks her <laughs> roommate, which I guess is the best best roommate ever, is going to yeah. go to your interview rather than, I don't know, maybe do a phone interview or anything else besides. Um, you know what? My frumpy, introverted roommate, why don't you go interview this billionaire? Or, uh, or even what ha- ends up actually happening is the better solution to the situation. What actually happens? Uh, he, he answers all the questions by email. Oh, yeah. That could have yeah, happened. That makes more sense. <laughs> yep. It is it is the uh, 21st century, guys. Yeah. It, it was a puff piece on him anyway, coming from someone that's written for newspapers. You could easily do all those questions by email. You don't have to hit hard-hitting journalist questions on interviewing the guy doing the commencement speech. You sure. know? Yeah. So um so anastasia takes her her roommate kate's mercedes-benz and goes to her, her to seattle and she gets uh preferred parking right out front his building um even though it is metered parking and she doesn't put any coins in the meter but that's for another story um and she goes in and inexplicably falls flat on her face as soon as he walks into her office well she's uh, clumsy yeah it's a very awkward interview. She doesn't have a pencil, so she takes one of his 
that has his name written on it and fellates it in another scene. Um, it's a very awkward interview. He's in telecommunications. He's good at people, which sounds <laughs> like something a serial killer would say. It sounds like something that would have came out of Nathan for you, to be honest. Yeah, it, it, he just he says <laughs> things that you think a pickup artist would say. Yeah. Like, yes. I know how to read people and what they want, what they desire. Um, and then just, he proceeds to be just the most awkward person ever throughout the yeah. rest of the movie. We yeah. don't see him interact with any other person outside of his family and Anastasia. And her. Yeah, that's true. Like, he doesn't he doesn't exude confidence. Like really. Not at all. No. Like, even, even his interactions with her, he's got an awkwardness to him that's not very like it's not very it doesn't he doesn't have a commanding presence and maybe this is a casting problem he's just like yes he's being a dick to her but he's being kind of like a like a childish dick to her like because he's not getting what he wants it's not like he's like if you like if christian gray was an older man he would maybe even have a more of like a domineering presence against her of like you know, this is what I like, you know, almost like a father, a creepy father figure sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and not that he's a better actor, but for some reason in my head right now, I was just imagining uh, Carl Urban playing him. Okay. Sure. You know, sort like of. Carl Urban. That's an interesting you know. casting choice. Yeah. You know, just, like just someone like that. Well, Charlie Hunem was supposed to. Yep, uh, yeah. was supposed to play Christian Grey, but he noped the fuck out of there when he, when he saw the backlash he was getting. Uh, so his official statement was that um, he would have gone uh, immediately from wrapping the final season of Sons of Anarchy to like a day out, then immediately start production on this. And then I think after that, it was something else. It might have been King Arthur. Oh, okay. So like he decided you know of the three he picked uh, this one to bow out of according to the trivia that's the official statement on him yeah and if he would have if he got paid in residuals he made the wrong choice i think i was gonna say money monetarily wise he picked poorly but just for overall career choice yeah he may have saved his career (laughs) i think yeah i think he made the right choice i think even in the statement and the trivia he acknowledges that he he felt it was a missed opportunity because it was obviously going to be huge. Yeah, but at the end of the day, is this did this really catapult anyone to stardom? I, I mean, no. right? I, I mean, Dakota really... Johnson probably came out a little cleaner than Jamie Dornan. Uh, but even, I mean, she hasn't blown up. She had no. Suspiria, which was an interesting movie. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like she's done something recently that I haven't seen. Little Women. Nope, I've seen no. Little Women. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2016. Well, I've seen that too. So she's not in any of those. I don't think so. Birds of Prey. Are you just picking movies that you know definitely have women in it? Yes. (laughs) That is true. Little women got to have women in it. (laughs) Well, she she is a woman, and I just figured there's a good shot that she was there. Is she little though? Well, I mean, kind of. She's she's petite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she was in the uh the peanut butter falcon. The peanut butter falcon. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I hear is very good. And, and bad times at the Isle Royale. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like that movie, but that's. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I didn't see that. Uh, but anyway, uh, at this point, I decided that it would probably be a great drinking game. Uh, that would kill Mark if you had to drink every time Anastasia bit her lip. 
or every time Christian grabbed her by her chin. Yeah, yeah, and, and I would be stupid enough to do that for content. There you go. Do it, Mark. The gauntlet has been dropped. Uh, uh, I will never forget Fuller House. But so now, like going forward, he immediately expresses an interest in her, and she expresses expresses an interest in him. Mm-hmm. And you would think that there'd be like a little bit of a cat and mouse game going, right? Like, like will they, won't they? Sure. But they hit it off immediately, and then the rest of the movie is just like, I, I can't be with you. Well, why not? You're not right for me. And then he, he comes right back after her. That's more residue, residue of Twilight. It, is think. that how Twilight. it? Yeah, it just. I don't think there's ever really a relationship that's ever happened that way in the history of relationships. No, this this whole movie, the script forces these characters to do things that don't make any sense. Right. They're, yeah. they're forced into this relationship against their will because the script tells them to. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and, he, and even from a uh, logical standpoint, his attraction makes no sense right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You well, know? He wants to wear her skin, I think. That's yeah. why he doesn't blink throughout this entire scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least, at least I with agree. her being you know frumpy and awkward and all that this rich handsome billionaire you know might you know cause some you know attraction mm-hmm. but i don't see it from his end at all from the very beginning sure. they're, they're polar opposites in every aspect yeah i think that's what he likes he like i think again we were talking about how she's such, she's literally a clean slate in terms of she's a virgin so it's he's he's grooming somebody that may be 22 but and it is is as inexperienced as a 16 16 year old yeah um, so um so she goes back to her apartment um her roommate kate grills her a little and she's obviously flustered um but she can't admit that he she found him attractive and then she makes herself i think a chicken salad sandwich and her roommate steals it from her just straight up just takes it and eats it kate is the hero of this movie yes i want to see a movie just devoted to her she, now, why is she the hero? She's the hero because she she doesn't give no fucks. She takes that chicken sandwich. She's fucking the brother. It's great. She she's uncomplicated in a movie that these two characters we got to follow for two hours are the most complicated, boring people I've ever seen on screen. She is the hero. That, that's awesome. another that's and, another and, problem with this movie. The runtime is entirely too long. Yeah. Two hours. Two hours. Minutes of sex scenes. <laughs> And it all it all, it also shows you um, from I'm assuming going from the source material the novels and stuff is that uh, she had no idea really how to let a character breathe without being involved in the story somehow like oh I think only one character really just disappears um, like the uh, her best friend roommate has to start dating the brother you know you know mm-hmm. and then they all you know all blend in like the you know we met we hear about the mother and then she has to go visit the mother you know like yeah there's like everybody that exists that anastasia or christian talks about has to show up or mm-hmm. be involved in somehow like sure. nobody's really off screen that's at true any point. but they're, they they lack so much substance these yeah. these side characters that you could you really don't need them in there if you just talked about them in passing like oh yeah you know my mother's coming over, and then she comes over and says nonsense. There's really, she brings nothing to the table. It's like, well, just you, you could just focus on these two characters more, 
and create a better dynamic there. Mm-hmm. Because, again, they go to dinner at the parents' house and nothing happens. Like He tries to, you know, he tries to finger bang her under the table and nothing happens. And that's the that's the end of that that scene, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. They talk yeah. about Seattle Mariners, though. That, yeah, that's when they like, did you watch the Mariners game? Oh, I heard it went into uh, extra endings. <laughs> yeah, it's actually lines of dialogue in this movie. Yeah, th- thrilling yeah. dialogue. Screen time. The entire point of everything outside of the sex is meant to show Christian being um, a very protective person. In Protective uh, is a nice way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying, I was, was going to yeah, finish like in a very creepy way. Mm. You know, like, I think this is what, it's E.L. James, right? Name yep. the author. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what she thinks Edward is supposed to be. Sure. When, you know, Stephanie Meyer even had... More it's amazing than... that we're framing Stephanie Meyer as a superior uh, writer. That was going to be my point, <laughs> is that, you know, it's like the it's like the old saying, E.L. James is like a, a poor woman's <laughs> Stephanie Meyer. Um, in terms of, I think it just, it just came from, she just wanted to write a story about, you know, Edward, you know, fucking Bella. And essentially somebody went, oh, your, your writing seems good on the internet. And then it turned into this big thing. And then she never learned how to actually, you know, um, understand what the character was supposed to be. And then it turns into this boring piece of shit. And, you know, it's just, it's just weird because I literally read, even though I saw all the Twilight movies, I literally read two pages of the book because my sister has them. And I was like, this is shit. Like, I could probably write better than this. And I'm a terrible novelist. Like, I can't, I couldn't, I was terrible at writing short stories in all the English classes I did. But I can do better than this. I think uh, she just, she had greatness thrust upon her. Yeah. You know what I mean? She wasn't looking for any recognition. And it just happened to, to be a lot of horny women enjoyed her fanfic. Yeah. And yeah, she has. Yeah. And I mean, like she who's just to wants say to write something that she could paddle her own pink canoe to and, uh, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> right. Uh, and other people wanted to take that ride with her. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. But yeah. I'm waiting for someone to read our fanfic of Leonardo DiCaprio as an X-Man just yeah. trolling for puss. Yeah. Essentially, she couldn't tell the difference between mysterious and stalker, and yeah, uh, definitely shows. And loving uh, and a and a a boyfriend or husband that is like a protector from a very obsessive, verbally abusive, you know, protective boyfriend in all the negative senses. Well, like you, it doesn't you, seem like she can tell the difference. You know how nowadays, where you know, back in the day. Uh, fathers would tell their sons, like, hey, listen, if you like that girl, be persistent, you know, yeah. like really, really go after her. And nowadays, if you do that, you're considered a creep. So now, like Christian Grey would have been awesome in like the 60s, 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like, just going after Anastasia. Like, hey, if you like her, go get her, Tiger. But now, like, hey, listen, you told me you liked me and then you said to get away from you. I can't do this anymore. Well, no, I want you now. All right. Well, I don't want my face worn as a as a mask by you. So let's you know let's not do this anymore. Yeah. It's, he's he's out of his time period. True. Um. 
So in class the next day, Anna more or less fillets the pencil that Gray gave her. And then we meet her moderately handsome photographer friend, Jose, who has much more personality than Christian. And then she goes to work at the hardware store and Christian creepily pops in. Yes. Um, Also works with a handsome dude, but she has zero interest in him. That's the part of the problem, man. she's, (laughs) She's forcing herself to not catch any dicks. Dicks are flying at her at all directions. She doesn't even realize it. Is it's that hot dog gif? Yeah. <laughs> Just all the hot dogs flying at the woman's face. There are dicks to be had and she ain't having it. Yeah, I don't know I why. Mean, as is her right. As is her right, sure. Yeah. yeah. And she held out for a billionaire dick and she got it. That's true. I mean We should all be so lucky. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we start eating We'll start eating billionaires in a completely different way. (laughs) Uh, uh, So at the hardware store, Christian pops up and he buys a whole bunch of rope, cable ties, and tape. And everyone knows you don't buy all your supplies in one place. You have to hit different locations or else it's just going to raise red flags. Right. Everyone knows that. Breaking Bad knew it. It's just (laughs) serial killer 101 there, Christian. Well, again, I think the author just kind of figured, you know, there's nothing creepy about this. Yeah. Maybe this is what all with her. Maybe we should be checking in on her relationships. Maybe she. Maybe all these were just a cry for help. Maybe it's, <laughs> it's coded like, "Please help me. My my husband's abusive." Right. Uh, it just took off. Um, but while they're talking, they she mentions that her roommate really wished she had a f- photograph of him uh, for the for the article. So he says, "Well, why don't you set up a a, photogra- a, a photography section, and uh, I'll be happy to oblige." So they do with uh, her uh, photography friend, and uh, he has takes some pictures, and he has no idea how to smile, Christian. And he takes her out to a cafe for coffee. Afterwards, he asks about her life. She says she's a romantic, which then he realizes that she's not the one for him, and he reacts quite terribly, and then leaves yeah. and says he can never, they can never see each other anymore. And she goes home upset. And then he sends her some first editions of her favorite book, Tessa the De- Ubervilles, and yeah. as one does. Talk about mixed signals, man. Yeah. This dude's so fucked up. Yep. He's not a likable guy. No. I mean, he's a billionaire, so automatically he's not likable, but... I wonder if you could apply the dentist system to this whole thing. Ooh. Probably. That's a good... I that's mean, a miracle. I mean, I mean, hell, the dentist system worked for an NFL wide receiver. I don't know why it wouldn't work for Christian Gray. <laughs> That's true. Well, he doesn't. Does he demonstrate? Well, he does demonstrate value, Mm -hmm. right? He protects her. That's true. He flies her around everywhere. He buys her a new car. Yeah, that that is demonstrating value. Demonstrate value, engage physically, which he obviously does. I don't know if he does that. Does he do that? I mean, that's kind of tough because he keeps pushing her away. I don't know. It's tough. It's close. It's real close. It's uh, then neglect emotionally. Absolutely, he does that. Yep, one hundred percent. Inspire hope. Yeah, because he'll because he would always neglect emotionally. He says, "Oh, I can't do this. I can't can't open up to you. I can't sleep next to you." And then, boom, he'll do it again. He'll then he'll do that. Right. He she Separate. lets he lets her touch him. Yeah. So he does inspire hope for sure. Yeah. Then and separate he, entirely. That's the one thing he doesn't do. She separates entirely. Yep. Yes. So yeah, this is. You heard it here, folks. But I believe that the dentist system would apply to basically probably every other relationship he's had. Yeah, it just probably. The, oh, yeah. The separate entirely does not work here. Right. So now, but more or less, you can apply the dentist system to this film. And then the brother, dem- the brother pulls the Mac system, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Move in after coitus. Yep. Or, what is it? Not move moving. in after completion. <laughs> move in after completion. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's anyone who pulls the uh, Frank system. <laughs> what was that one? I couldn't. It's just I. I just remember him having Magnum condoms for his huge dong. That's all I can remember. I don't think they had a anagram or acronym for that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, so then Kate and Anastasia go drinking at a college bar. Anastasia gets drunk and drunk dials Christian and she talks and she calls him out on his bullshit about he's, you know, giving her mixed signals and everything. And he gets super possessive and orders her to go home because she's been drinking. And she's been bad. She's been a bad girl. And she's like, not nah, peace, bitch. I'm out. And then he somehow figures out exactly where she is. And she goes out inside outside and gets assaulted by her photog friend and christian shows up to save the day and then she throws up i think he has the uh you know the 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 dark night technology all yeah. the cell phones just are linked to a huge monitor in his basement yeah i don't, I don't even care like how how he could figure that out there's no way he's getting there in time in yeah. that amount of time well you know? he has a helicopter but i mean i doubt there well, isn't he still in town? I don't know. I checked out at points. <laughs> That's what I was like, yeah, hey, he's still in town. I, I remember things flashing on the screen. I just I can't remember all of like what Let's happened and why. Go with he's still in town. That's yeah. fine. I'll deal with that. Um, so then he says, "I'm taking you home," and he basically tells his brother to go fuck her roommate, which his brother happily obliges. Um, <laughs> it's a good wingman. Yeah, that's the couple that I want to see more of. I want to see Elliot. Yes. They're two more interesting people. And they probably have better sex. Oh, yeah. No, in the middle of the day, too, on the couch. Yeah, it doesn't, little, don't need no playroom. Don't need no contracts. Just a little afternoon go. delight, man. That's the way don't to need, go. Don't need to specifically show that you're taking a condom out of its wrapper. Just falls <laughs> yes. in. She's probably on the pill. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, I take those chances. I'm Elliot, a billionaire. Elliot's risking it. Right. Yeah, my brother's a billionaire. He's ready to throw it all away. Yeah, listen. And he's objectively better looking. Right? Oh, yeah. The long yeah, blonde well, hair. It's like so like Jamie Doran is like objectively good looking, but he's like bachelor good looking. Yes. Like like if you bunched a whole bunch of uh business degree people into like one of those face mash things, face morphs, you'd get Jamie Dornan. Where Elliot's got kind of like personality to his good looks. Yeah. And he's got like the yeah. long hair, he's got the stubble. You know, he, he kind of looks like he might be a heroin addict. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Seattle, so he, I'm exactly. assuming he is on some type of hard drug. Yeah. You know, he, he grew up with a Kurt Cobain poster in his room. <laughs> yeah. 100, a lot of plaid, uh, plaid shirts hanging around the waist. Yeah. Uh, he looks like Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell. Sure. He kind of looks, he has that look to him. That, but listen, I, I'm with you, Ant. I think he's objectively a more interesting character. He talks about baseball. <laughs> That's right. Christian Christian has no, I can't imagine Christian has any interest in baseball. He doesn't even have interest in the piano, but he knows how to play it. Just he has like, no interest in the sports ball. Yeah. He's just, I'm going to play really haunting music while the person <laughs> I just beat in my playroom sleeps. So she has to wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> There's another power move by him. Like he, he gets no enjoyment out of the piano. He doesn't get any enjoyment out of the sex he has. 
This guy should just, jump off of his high-rise apartment. As far as <laughs> the piano is just Holy a weird flex. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> it's true. That's like awful. he always talks about how everything's for pleasure, and he gets no pleasure Nothing. out of anything he does. Yeah, yeah. It's again. I think he's just a very vanilla guy. <laughs> I think he needs to go to therapy. I think a lot of the fact that he got sexually assaulted when he was 15 is, you know, oh, being course. ignored. Being ignored greatly. Yeah. And, and I do like that this is the second movie in three weeks where a person explains their entire backstory to someone passed out in a bed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Me, it, it was in Killers. Um, yeah, and, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He, when uh, Ashton Kutcher tells Catherine Heigl and that he's a, he's a he's a killer. He's an assassin. Yeah. And yeah. in this movie, he tells her that all about his real mother and mm-hmm. being adopted and all that while she's sleeping on the bed. Yep. Uh, I would I would like to have uh while he's playing the piano, Anastasia comes out and like oh everything he plays so 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 sad. I, I would have liked to have him like just like bust into like the Candyman song or something like that. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I mean I mean I mean they probably could have cleared chopsticks. I mean <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just just the total tonal shift in the movie. <laughs> And he's just really mad about it. Is this better for you? Right. So yeah, it's like, would... what? what is it in the Peanuts when Linus starts playing the piano? Uh, he plays a... Right. And he's just so pissed about it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have that would meant his character would need personality, Dan. Yeah, that's the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's a tortured soul. That's why I'm playing this, this sad piano. Remember, I'm based off a vampire. Yeah. 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 It's there's and there there at no point in this movie is are either of those characters given a chance to exude a personality. Nope. Uh. And yeah, it just they both. I don't even know if they you could say they deserve each other, but I guess. Oh they absolutely deserve each other. (laughs) Yeah, because they they're both really shitty characters. Yeah. Um. I I know like you're going through the plot and everything like that, but it's really just. You could just say something happens where Christian pushes Anastasia away, they fuck, mm-hmm. then he pushes her away again, they fuck. Yep. He pushes her away, they fuck. She pushes <laughs> him away, and that's it. <laughs> yep. Um, so Anna wakes up in his hotel bed with different clothes on, he scolds her for getting drunk, and, they, and then he just randomly takes his shirt off, and he says he's incapable of, he, her, of leaving her alone, and that's where I'm like, run, bitch! <laughs> but that's supposed to be sexy, Anna. Yeah, I don't know. Not for me. Uh, he says he's not going to touch her until he has r- her written consent, but then they make out in the elevator anyway. Yep. And then they go back to the apartment with Elliot Balls Deep and Kate. As we mentioned, Kate's getting the best de- part of this whole arrangement. Um, and they have a date at night. His driver picks her up and brings her to a helipad, and Christian flies them all the way to Seattle on a helicopter. And this is... I think this is where Love Me Like You Do plays. I think I'll say this one thing. They spent a good amount of money on music and it works. Yeah. You know, they got some good needle drops. Um, I, I do like Ellie Goulding. She, yeah. she's a, her music slaps. Her music does slap. And as does the, uh, the, the Crazy in Love version that Beyonce did for this movie. Yeah. The slow yeah. version. The haunting version. Yep. Something Christian would play on the piano. Yeah. <laughs> 
they go back to his apartment and he's got this giant grand piano piano that he says he plays so where does he get the time to learn to fly a helicopter master the piano i don't know um he makes her sign an nda um and then she's like are we gonna make love now and he says <laughs> this is oh, a pretty oh good line my god he says i don't make love i fuck <laughs> if i were her i would have laughed in his face i uh, uh, i've watched this two times in the last two days i laughed both times it's funny to me every time <laughs> the way it's delivered is just, it's just so this he's not convincing no like, there's just like again i talk about this a lot with like leonardo dicaprio always playing always seeming like he plays dress up when he wears a suit because he still looks like a little kid right. um and he and jamie dornan's kind of got that he's just he looks like a preteen and he's just he's like i I don't make love i fuck hard bro (laughs) that's something you would see on like the caption of a bar stool post yeah when he he says he can go all night i'm just like uh, oh christian gray definitely no he doesn't last very long he doesn't last very long either any at any point it just seems like he's a couple pumps and he's He's done. <laughs> it's mostly a lot of her writhing around, like in anticipation of of insertion, right? That's yeah, most sexy. A, a, a few of them, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's. I, I don't. It, it makes me wonder if the author has ever done the sex. Probably bland sex, missionary mostly. <laughs> yeah, she she's definitely she is definitely not orgasmed from a man. <laughs> I, I would. I guarantee that she has never I, had an orgasm from somebody else, unless she's unless she's had a lesbian experience. Possible. But she's orgasm from that. But there's definitely not a man that's ever made E.L. James come. I... <laughs> Nothing. Well, there's another Instagram. Um, <laughs> yeah. Write these down. Uh, so I love how this line feels like it's meant to be like some kind of memorable line, and it uh, for reasons different than what we take it as. Just like the elevator with them saying their names. Um, you know, it's like it's supposed to be like, oh man, that line was great. You know, and then, but watching it back, you just are like, what? Like, that's, that comes, that's so awkward. You I know, like it's it was like an iconic line in the book. So I bet you that's like lifted directly from the book. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's supposed to be like this, like, he delivers it poorly. So that I fucked may read a lot better than it was spoken. But the but elevator thing's just so hard. cheesy. <laughs> what if what if it was just a buffalo buffalo bill from silence of the lambs just saying that it, this is his uh right. origin story hard i'd fuck me hard <laughs> that's a that's a crossover we need yeah 50 shades of buffalo bill <laughs> well it's uh it, it could have been such a badass line right because that's like that's that's a confident thing to say to a woman you know yeah. Like, are, are you going to make love? You know, I'm going to fuck you. But it's just, it's delivered with no, like, just pizzazz or just, there's there's nothing behind it. There, <laughs> there's no confidence behind no. it. No. Again, it, if, if, he, if he doesn't feel like he even believes what, what he's saying. <laughs> right. Like, if, again, if I'm Anastasia, I kind of roll my eyes and I'm like, oh, okay. Sure you are, buddy. I'm, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, and he has a line earlier in the movie saying, well, if it was me, you wouldn't be walking for three days or something That's like right. that. That's right. That's right. This guy's got a lot I, of confidence. He does. He does. He has a lot of bravado. Again, when you're a billionaire, I'm assuming it comes with the territory. I'll have to let you know if that ever happens. 
Right. But I mean, yeah, I think being a billionaire is probably having a like having a second dick. You know, it's just like you could do anything. And every I'm sure a lot of women have told him how good he is just to, you know, sure. get into that cash cow. But I don't know, man. It's just I didn't I didn't believe him. Nope. 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 Um, so then he wants to show her his playroom. And I guess this is kind of like the sadomasochist dream room. He's got whips, chains, other things that I don't know. He I don't know what table. Does he have a swing? I think he has a swing. He has a swing. He's got a rack. It's all it, kind of. It may have been because of um, the, the the thing you had brought up previously in a you know off the podcast conversation. But when uh, this scene came in, for some reason. I started trying to say all the things, um, like doing the Yako from um, Animaniacs doing the countries. No, you're trying to name all the sex toys. No, like, like, no, Joe, like, (laughs) sing it, like, because as they show it, it's supposed to be like showing it off, and you know, just imagine. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so this is where he kind of gives us exposition on the Wikipedia article that E.L. James uh, researched. <laughs> he's a dominant and he's looking for a sub. Now, here's one thing. This movie would be a lot more interesting if he was a sub looking for a dominant. Yes. Because he, he craves control in every aspect of his life. He'd be a more interesting character of when it came to sex, he was looking to be dominated. And then her character in turn would be more interesting because her being introverted and shy would then have to become dominant in that sexual relationship. And she learned confidence in the rest of her life by him asking her to be dominant in his life. That's That's actually a good idea. James, it makes no sense to it does. It makes no arc sense that he is a dominant when he's already dominant. It's like, why did we have to have this conversation of him like explaining it? Because it's not a surprise, you know. It's exactly what he is on the yeah. outside world. And especially with his backstory, as I'm saying in quotes, um, that he was a sub to begin with. Yeah, I don't even know if that's how it works. You know. You know. If, like, if he was groomed you... to be a sub, does he become a sub for the rest of his life? I'm assuming so. Right. Yeah, it's or like you're that's, you're a sub apprentice. If not, that's become that's showing abuse, right? I, I in my limited in my limited knowledge of BDSM, I'm assuming the reason why he is no longer a sub is because he was a sub and it wasn't for him, but he was forced into that relationship for six years. So um, do you like graduate from sub to dom? I don't think so. I think right. I I would imagine a, you just stay what you you be you, you are part you are part of a dom sub relationship that you feel you're comfortable with i'm assuming yeah to be a dom i want to be i'll just be their sub for six years and then then when it's my turn i'll become dom it's like no well you obviously don't enjoy being a sub at all do you <laughs> right <laughs> i mean unless you dabble once and you're like okay this isn't for me yeah i mean I, I'm sure I, there's I a back and forth with some relationships but i mean you know we're all weirdos we all have our weird things in terms of sex sure. but yeah behind is, closed doors man people like to do weird things weirder than what's in this movie i'm sure it's true yeah um so he shows off his playroom and then he tells her that he's writing up a contract for her to sign and he basically says if we're going to do this relationship we're going to have rules that kind of lay out exactly what this relationship is and she's like well how do i know 
what I want, what I don't want. Um, he's like, well, you've had sex before, haven't you? And he's like, well, no, actually, I haven't. I haven't done anything. I'm still a virgin. Um, so then he says he has to rectify the situation. And then they fuck. <laughs> I go. wish that I want to see the cut where they spend hours just filling out the paperwork. Well, for, well they have get to that. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to that because that is the Chekhov's gun that never goes off. They never fucking signed the contract. Okay. I, yeah. I would love it, like just sitting down with lawyers on both sides. Okay, so now on page five, you say that uh, Dan, on Tuesdays. Dan, Dan, how much of this movie have you watched? I Dan, watched the whole thing. Dan, there's a fucking scene that that exact thing happens. happens. No, really? Yes. Yeah. They have, I mean, no lawyers, Wait. but they literally sit down and they go page by page. Things to take out. Things to leave in. I, I'm, I swear to God, I watched this whole movie. I don't remember that. It's like a pretty, like, that, uh, I was reading through the trivia, like, Dakota Johnson says that's her favorite scene that they did. So, what? That's because yeah. it's the furthest they're apart in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to go back to the sex scene, because there's one thing that bothered the shit out of me in this sex scene. They have no regard for the 180-degree roll in this in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um. If anyone doesn't know what the 180 degree rule is, it's it's a filming technique where you stay on basically one side of uh, an interaction so it doesn't get weird when it comes to eye lines and everything. But they go everywhere in this room. They're on one side of the bed, they're on the other side of the bed. She's looking one way and they cut to him. He's looking the same exact way. It annoyed the shit out of me. Um, I don't That's know. It bothered just, you? It, it bothered me. Also, the, just the pronounced use of the condom in two sex scenes just kind of threw me off. It's like they had to make sure that they were showing that they were having safe sex. Did you guys notice that? Like, how many yeah, times yeah. do you see the sex scene in a movie and they show him ripping out, uh, ripping open the condom wrapper and then, you know, an the exaggerated only, length of time for him to put it on? Yeah, the uh, only time I've ever seen it is, like, in comedies when they're making fun of using a condom. Right, exactly. You know? Here it's just like, oh, they're they're getting down, they're getting hot and heavy, and then he just stops, tears open the Compton wrapper, and then inserts immediately. Well, don't ask me because uh, apparently I'm missing huge chunks of this movie. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then she falls asleep and wakes up to him playing the piano, and then they fuck again. She makes breakfast in the morning. There's a weird moment where she's drinking the milk from her cereal, and then he just takes it right out of her hand and says it's time yeah. to get her cleaned up. <laughs> so then, so then they have it. But I, that bothered me. Like she's drinking, and he just like literally grabs it out of her mouth and puts it down. He has a dairy fetish, I guess. <laughs> and then he's like, "Time to get cleaned up." And then they have they take a moment in the tub together. And yes. then as soon as they get out of the tub, there he's getting ready to fuck her again. It's like, well, why did you make such a pronouncement of it's time to get cleaned up if you're literally just gonna spray j- jizz all over her like <laughs> immediately after? Well. He, he wants a clean canvas. I don't know what this. <laughs> I don't know, but they probably fucked in the tub too. It's like Jesus Christ. Uh, well, I I feel like there's a hint of jealousy there. No, it's just I you know if you they made such a pronouncement that time to get cleaned up, time to go in the tub, and he's just like I'm gonna fuck you again, and you're gonna <laughs> get cleaned up all over again. Just a waste well, of time, waste of water too. Yeah, that's a good point. Plus, bathing in the bathing in the tub is just very unsanitary. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. But at the same time, if he's able to go multiple rounds, I tip my cap because that is incredibly difficult. <laughs> sure. I mean, if, if I mean, it doesn't look like they actually fucked in the tub, but if they did, then kudos to them. Right. I, uh, I, 
I wish that I don't know if it was in the book or not. Really, then they fuck in the tub, and then he totally fucks her again. <laughs> <laughs> because that that guy can go all night, and that'd be great. Uh, and then the book reaches out and high fives you. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, this just, was, if a man wrote this, that's totally what it would be. Yeah. There's just the, the, the like the the metal emoji, you know, like the the horns. Just and then he fucked her again. Metal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's about to fuck her after the after the tub, and but then his mom shows up, and Marsha Gay Harden shows up as Christian's mother, and insinuates that she probably has thought he's gay for quite some time. Because uh, she's never seen him with a woman before. What a weird time to bring that up. Yeah, but he's not gay. He's just a sociopath. With this movie is weighted as preferable to him being gay. <laughs> we don't even need to get into that. Yep. Uh, Mom it's leaves. brought up several times that he might be gay. Yep. But at least he's not gay. He's just a sociopath. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Uh, Mom leaves. Anastasia asks how many people have been his sub. He says 15, which is a lot for a guy that has made his sex life this complicated. Right. Like yeah, it would have been it would have been 15 in if you go by the thing in five years. Yeah. So that's a lot of people he's gotten to agree to his bullshit. Like if he was just like, oh, I fucked 15 women. Like, all right. Well, that's kind of low numbers for a guy that is objectively handsome and a billionaire. <laughs> he, <laughs> you know? He's the complete opposite of Derek Jeter. Yeah, he makes it incredibly difficult to do, and his numbers are incredibly low. Jeter could knock out 15 women in a three-game series in Kansas in the, City, <laughs> right? Yeah, in in a, a Midwest uh, a Midwest road trip. Yeah, right, hit Kansas City, Detroit. He's he's beloved in the state of Kansas. He probably gets three in like a day-night doubleheader. I would imagine, yeah. right? I, if we're talking about 99, 2000, Derek Jeter, yeah, I mean. He's yeah. he's wherever he's going, Minnesota, Cleveland. He's got kids all over that map. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. <laughs> Why don't you want to say hi to me, Dad? This entire minor league system is just full of great athletes that look a lot like Derek Jeter. Just gangly shortstops. <laughs> um, and so they have a conversation. And he's talking about the contract and she kind of turns the tables on him and she's just like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of this. I want to go home. So he takes her home in one of his many cars. And instead of driving her home immediately, he drives her to some random ass forest where this were a more interesting movie. He'd murder her and leave her body in a shallow grave. (laughs) But instead, uh, this is where he talks about uh, uh, they go on a walk. And this is where he romanticizes about the time he was sexually abused by an older woman for six years. And uh, she calls him out on this sexual abuse, but he's obviously just kind of like, oh, it was great. She taught me so much. And then they make a joke about it. What was that? Then they make a joke about it. What are they? What's the joke? They calls her Mrs. Robinson. Oh, right. Yeah, it's cute. But, you know, the kid, (laughs) uh, Dustin Hoffman was 22. It was supposed to be 22 in that movie, but he was actually like 32. He was really old. Uh, But that's different. That's that's for for a podcast where we cover uh, good movies. Yeah, t- tune into our The Graduate podcast where we yeah. watch The Graduate every week for. Yeah, we we <laughs> analyze every minute of The Graduate. <laughs> once <a week. laughs> um, so uh, he drives her home and gives her a contract to look over. She walks into her apartment and with a guy setting a brand new MacBook for her, thus beginning a long sequence of a VO 
reading through their contracts while a montage of them looking at their computer screens. Um, so, so this is when they go over the contracts. No, so he's yeah. so there's a montage that happens while she's reading the contract and he's like voicing over what the contract states. Yeah, um, and then there's instant messaging going on. Yeah, like, hey, have you read the contract yet? I need. You I just to, got I, home. I need you to Google search submission submissive. And that, that's literally like the conversations they're having. Oh, um, God. Even their conversations are boring, like when they're they, away from each other. There is so much talk about contracts in this movie. It is so crazy. You for think a movie it's that Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. For a movie that does not have a single contract signed in the movie, there's so much contract talk. Um, so he asks her finally if she read the contract, and she says it was nice knowing him, basically kind of being coy and just being like, see ya, you creep. Um, so she goes on with her life. So he shows up in her apartment without her permission. And then they fuck. Yeah. And ties her up and blindfolds her, then spits champagne in her mouth. That was the worst. Oh, yeah. I forgot about somebody, that. Somebody, somebody call what happens in this bedroom different than just fucking. Oh, yeah. This is like, this might be an unreliable narrator where it's like, oh, no, he broke into my apartment and raped me. <laughs> I'm romanticizing what happened that day. Um, then he leaves immediately after sex and says that he doesn't do sleeping in the same bed. And then they have a business meeting to discuss the terms of their contract. And this is the scene, Dan, that you completely missed. Um, I can't believe this. <laughs> and he he tried to get a lot in there, but she immediately yeah. strikes out anal and vaginal fisting, like immediately. Um, and she doesn't understand what butt plugs are. So that's another thing. That's, and, I feel like that's impossible. Right. right. You went to college. You're going to at least hear about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure was... Kate knows about butt plugs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kate, Kate's down with butt plugs. We know that. But at the same time, he just gave her a computer to do research. He could have been like, what are butt plugs? <laughs> the Google machine. Uh, right. I mean, I found out about some crazy shit when I was in like the fourth grade. So that was well before Google. It was like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I. <laughs> I'm not going to say exactly what I learned, but it was, it's pretty gross. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll leave it at that. Dang, Use your imagination, felching? internet. What is felching? <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, well, it's, I guess it's not, I could say it, right? Or Why is it called a I don't know. steamer? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Blumpkin? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not as bad as felching. I think mine was worse. <laughs> I, I also, at a young age, I I had found out what bukkake was. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so. Eh. <laughs> so um, if I kind of know what that was when I was, you know, 10, I'm sure she could have figured out what a butt plug was. And I again, mean, it's not it's hard exactly to figure out. It, it's exactly what it sounds like, too. Right, yeah, there, there's no butt. hiding. <laughs> it's a plug that goes in your butt there. And it's pretty sure. yeah, this uh, is definitely a not safe for work podcast now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, she's a shrewd negotiator and she manages to get one date a week out of the whole situation. Um, and then she's like, all right, well, make those changes and, um, I will consider signing this contract. And then he reads her body language, like either a criminal pathologist or someone that's about to wear her skin. <laughs> and, uh, he says that they're going to fuck right there. And she's like, nope. Bye. And she leaves. Deuces. Um, then uh, Christian speaks the commencement address at her college, which is the shortest in recorded history, which I'm sure everyone's pretty thankful about that. Um, 
And then when she's crossing, uh, she's getting her diploma, he inappropriately asks her that sh- if she's signed the contract yet, um, making it all about him. She's graduating mm-hmm. college, and he only cares about the contract. Um, and after the ceremony, her dad meets Christian for the first time, and then Christian and Anastasia go back to her apartment to celebrate, where he surprises her with a car and sells her old car without her asking. Um, she rolls her eyes at him, so he takes her back into the apartment and spanks her. And he spanks her and then just leaves out of nowhere. Goes <laughs> So she cries. She gets And upset. apparently the one piece of trivia I found out is that for a lot of the spanking, she used a butt double. Yeah, I think. Oh, she couldn't even take a spanking? I think specifically for the stuff in the playroom, I think they okay. didn't want they didn't want them to leave marks on her, like for filming. So they had like a double. I don't know if this scene in particular, but definitely the one where she gets um, slapped around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but um, so her mother, mom calls and she winds up crying on the phone and her mom offers her to come visit her in Georgia. And one little detail I hated, uh, her, she calls her mother mama. Uh, oh, they're from mama. Georgia. Yeah, it was bad. I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. <laughs> Sorry. That's the one thing you didn't like. Yep. Oh, uh, no, I mentioned a few other things I didn't like. Um, then next time she sees Christian, he takes her to the playroom. Um, and he kind of just uh, shows her kind of, you know, how tame it really is. He kind of gives her a little slap on the hand. And she's like, well, that didn't really hurt, did it? So you could kind of handle this. What's even the point of the fucking contract at this point? You know? No. He's yeah, taking they're, her they're to the well playroom. Yeah, it's like, just just go for it. What the fuck? Why are we right. still having this conversation about the contract? You've uh, already banged multiple times. <laughs> yeah. The contract. Why can't, why can't you just fuck her? Why can't that just be the relationship? <laughs> right. Well, it, she says she wants something more, and she, like like a total square virgin. I, I want a relationship. What a nerd. Just, <laughs> she just wants that anchor baby so she could take half of his money. Let's be honest. Yeah. She's I mean, probably like, no, no, don't worry about the con. Don't worry about the con. Just fuck me. So, no, right. I got it. Well, yeah, this movie would have been so much better if it was just two hours of her stringing him along, seeing what she could get him to do. <laughs> just just to sign the contract. Like, oh, it's you know, of, let's go like skydiving. Now that I'm thinking of it, that I think it's so in the contract, they yeah. have a conversation about specifically about she has to be on birth control. Uh, the that, doctor of the dominance choosing. Yeah. So. At that point, then they have sex without showing that the condom is being used. I'm just pointing it out because it's very odd to me how concerned this movie is with about birth control. Yeah. <laughs> it's pro-choice. I no, guess. it's just uh, I don't... It's not pro-choice. It's it's not. It has nothing to do with abortion. That'd be interesting if she got pregnant and they had to go for an abortion. Um, no, it's just it's just very specific. It's very specific to this movie. It's just like, man, they they have several have several mentions of birth control which is weird yeah I, I, honestly i didn't notice oh you didn't even notice a very crucial scene in this movie so. <laughs> yeah again like i said this movie just kind of wiped me clean i don't i don't know what to say uh so then he ties her up and slaps her with the riding cop a little and then they fuck again and then christian and anastasia then have dinner with the grays Anna tells them that she's going to visit her mom, and Christian gets pissed. And then Rita Ora is in here for some reason. Um, he gets pissed, and he starts carrying her back to a pool house where he's going to discipline her, I guess. But he never really does. And he talks about how he can't do the usual romantic stuff. Again, he has this conversation with her. Um, he's being really, uh, really uh, kind of 
distant about his past. But then while she's asleep, Christian tells her all about his birth mom and how she was a crack addict and a prostitute. And that also uh, seems like uh, something the writer just went, oh, what's really awful for his mother to have been? Uh, I get it, a prostitute, a crack addict. Yep, just checking those boxes. So Anastasia then hops on a plane to Georgia, and he, of course, upgrades her without her knowing. Uh, and so this is kind of, this is the eye in the Venice system, I think. Things like that. Right. Uh, yeah. Anna's mom and her stepdad seem like extraordinarily nice people. Um, Even though she makes her mom out to be not a really good person. Yeah. When she first talks about her. Oh, she's on her fourth husband. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it took it took her three does to find the guy that they seem to have a lovely relationship with, that's her journey. You know? Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of shaming in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's... And, you can help me with this. Her, her, that's that husband is somebody, right? I don't know. He looked familiar though. I'm gonna look it up while you guys talk. Okay. Yeah. It's not bothering me. Her mom could get it too. I'm gonna be straight up honest. Very <laughs> a lot of people too. in this movie could probably get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh well. Now, now that we're here, uh, <laughs> we'll just break down while Mark is looking that up. Now you fuck, marry, kill. Sure. Sure. Anastasia, Kate, okay. or Anastasia's mom. All right, so Anastasia, Kate, and Anastasia's mom. Okay, so killing Anastasia. Okay. Uh, you got to bang Kate. Oh, yeah. And you marry, yeah, you marry, actually, I don't know, because Anastasia's mom is very critical of, uh, no, no, she likes the husband, right? Uh, she and, loves her husband. Yeah, okay, then, yeah, marrying the mother. Yeah, I think I would agree on all fronts on that one. Okay, yeah. That, I mean, that just seems like it's the most logical choice, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Kate, Kate's down to clown. She looks like she's fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, I don't. we don't need to take her on a helicopter ride to get in her pants, you know? Just, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just show her a free couch, apparently. Uh, hey, no you're going to hate where I recognize them from. But Oh, it's like One Tree Hill? Uh, a little older. Uh, I'll, I'll just say the O.C., no, he uh, he plays um, uh, Pacey's brother in Dawson's. Mm. Oh, well, that's yeah. I, I never saw that. <laughs> you just kept that to yourself. <laughs> no, nope, your because grave. I need to share it with the world. Nope. <laughs> uh, um, but he's also been a character actor for the last decade, so you probably have seen him in a bunch of stuff. Maybe. Um, so, Mark, do you have any uh, answers to that? Fuck Mary kill. I think we're all going to kill Anastasia. Um, so absolutely. Um, I think I go the same way with Dan because, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure who the third choice is, but, uh, if Kate's involved, she's definitely the fuck. Anastasia, uh, you're yeah. married. Okay. Yeah. It's, which is fine. They live in Savannah. She's making, you know, she's making, uh, what was she making? Some uh, type of pie, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. It was the it's gazpacho. She made gazpacho. Gazpacho. Ooh, that's. Vegetarian. Tomato soup. Tomato soup served ice cold. Served ice cold. Yes, we did it. <laughs> There's the first Simpsons reference of the day. And there, and like there was plenty hours. for everyone. Yep. Um, yeah. They seem like they were having such a great time. Like, you know. It's just a normal it, family. Yeah. She seemed great. I mean, it was kind of weird that she just like, I'm not going to go to your graduation. But <laughs> that's kind of shit thing. <laughs> but. She seems happy in her relationship. Yeah. Maybe you were a mistake, Anastasia. Right. Maybe but maybe she maybe her mom was stuck in a bad relationship and, because she had Anastasia. And even this has its threads in Twilight. 
this part oh, of really? her backstory. Yeah, it's very similar yeah. to Bella. The only problem was no baseball talk at the the dinner table. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess right. They would talk about the Braves. Yeah. No <laughs> talk about his game. Right. No talk about how the Braves game went into extra innings. <laughs> or the uh, stepfather just walks in doing the chop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, in 2015, he could still do that. <laughs> um, yeah, she was just still doing it. Um, so she texts with Christian after dinner, and he's having dinner with a friend, quote unquote. We all know that he doesn't have friends. He only right. got his Mrs. Robinson. And she knows that. And she assumes it's his abuser, and he says, don't worry about it. As, you know, that always goes well when you text your wife or your girlfriend. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Because they are going to fucking worry about it. You you want to be as vague as possible. Trust yeah. me. I know from experience. Um. So then Anna and her mom go have boozy lunch at a country club and Christian shows up unannounced. And that's fucking inappropriate. Yep. This is like <laughs> the maddest I got at him when he shows up unannounced at this country club. And again, he pulls something out of her hands. She has a drink, and she's like, oh, I guess I broke the rules again. And he immediately snatches that Cosmo right out of her hand and puts it on the on the ground, or puts it, on, like, on the table. Uh, I hate people taking things out of people's hands. It's a pet peeve, I guess. <laughs> now I know exactly what it is. We found Ant's ultimate pet peeve. I just That's learned it. of a pet peeve while watching this movie. It's I know exactly rude. what I'm going to do our next uh, Stranger Danny <laughs> session now. Take something right out of my hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hated it. Um, and so he's like, well, where are you, what are you doing in the morning? I'm like, oh, well, probably spending quality time with my mom. He's like, nah, you're going to spend time with me. Because that's <laughs> what Christian Gray does. Because I'm takes, a billionaire. Because he takes her on an airport where they charter a glider and they have some fun. Again, rather than spending quality time with mom. Um, and then he's like, all right, well, I got to go back because of business. <laughs> I, do you think uh, Jeff Bezos is like this? Uh, oof. I don't know. He might be. I think he's a sex weirdo. Absolutely. Right. That's what I like. He, he's a sex weirdo and he's just very particular about like, oh, what, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, you know, I was going to go hang out with some friends. Nope. You're hanging out with me. I, I at first okay. thought Elon Musk, but no, Jeff Bezos is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think he's definitely the sociopath in that. Yeah. Group. Yeah. The dark horse is Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like a he's like a just a weird guy he's not a sociopath or anything he's just kind of like quirky sure we'll see until <laughs> when he dies and then like all the weird stuff comes out about him that's a good point yeah and like how he <laughs> you know he would fly to amsterdam and just like go to the red light district just a raw dog yeah, oh, yeah. all day yeah yeah he had he had his own proclivities yeah um and so in the morning uh he takes him to the airport and then he goes home uh so anastasia goes back to seattle in christian's apartment and he's real mad because of business and <laughs> businessman yeah business mad <laughs> right this is the scene where he's he's just yelling random thing. well that's not good enough unacceptable yeah. Stock... they have less than 24 hours stock prices money synergy <laughs> synergy banks <laughs> just like I, I i wish it was revealed that he knows zero about business. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Phones like, listen. plugged in. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> it's one I, of those, it's one of those baby's first phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, man, it would have been so great. It was like, I'm a fraud. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> 
it's yeah like what were you just talking about you just kept saying buzzwords yeah yeah i don't know what business is this company Uh, is failing yeah exactly i don't even know what this company does (laughs) uh so then he gets he gets really mad he gets off the phone he orders her to the playroom and then they fuck again and then after he plays moody piano music again and then they fight about something i don't know what they fight about it's business maybe again um and he drops go ahead i think i think what she the fight is about and i don't and again I jokingly said this was the best acted moment in the film because these two actors hated each other. So getting to scream at one another was like cathartic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fight was about signing the contract and she didn't want to. And she was like, why do I have to? It should be a normal relationship, you know, and they just kept fighting over that. And then she like wanted to know more about him. And then it leads to probably the most disturbing scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. This is where he drops the great line, I'm 50 Shades of Fucked Up. Yeah. Which doesn't mean anything unless you know the title of the movie. Yeah. Like, to her, she's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. If I never thought of that. If you're, if you're coming doesn't in... Doesn't he also... Yeah. Not to jump in, but does, doesn't he also say the line, I'm going to fuck you into next week or something that's, like that? That's during the, um, the uh, board meeting that they have. Okay. Yeah, the contract negotiation meeting. Gonna fuck you in the. I want to fuck you in the middle next week. All right. Well, bye. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who, you don't say that to people. <laughs> that's, like, what thought, that's what I heard on the porn that I watched. <laughs> right. that what people want to hear. Yeah. You say that. You could say that during sex. Yeah. Because it's at that point most things are off the table or on the table. <laughs> just like you say whatever you want. But yeah, if you if you're just like having a business meeting, I'm gonna fuck you in the next week. Whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> what? Oh, I ain't signed no contract yet. Yeah, he just keeps getting in his own way with this stupid contract. Yeah. She's so close to signing, it, and then he's like, I'm gonna fuck you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm not signing this today. Yeah, exactly. Um. So then they get mad at each other, and then she's just like. Fine, show me. She demands to show it. She demands him to show her the worst that would happen to her in the playroom. And like, so he does, and she freaks the fuck out as well as well she should. Um, and she's like, "Don't touch me. I'm out of here." She goes to her bedroom in his room, and he she cries. He goes into <laughs> goes in to see her, and she says she's not what she's not the person that he wants. She's fallen in love with him, and he needs to leave her room. He's like, "You can't fall in love with me." Uh, and they never I, signed the fucking contract. The well, biggest I, I love this whole goddamn movie. But they I never signed the fucking contract. She tells him to leave. Like, it's my fucking house, man. <laughs> you can't tell me to leave. Well, he did say that that was her her room. And oh, that so after like the playroom, that she wouldn't want him in there. She said previously. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, you can't tell the dude to leave. Yeah. <laughs> he owns the place. Yeah, she My also God. does this thing where she wants either her old car back or the money for her old car. Well, yeah, I totally understand that. You fucking yeah. sold my car. It had sentimental yeah. value. It was a vintage yeah. bug. You gave me this cheap, like, Miata. <laughs> but it's, I feel like that was one of those things, like, ew, I, I can't have you seen driving a bug. It's a guy that doesn't, he, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just got a lot of, he's got a lot of money. He doesn't right. know what to do with it, so he's doing what he thinks is something that she wants, because right. it would be something that he wants. He wants the best of everything. 
He wants sure. a nice car. She's like, I don't want a fucking nice car. I have my car. I like my car. He he reads her all wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, it's he probably has a, a social disability. Yeah, I think that's fairly evident. <laughs> um, so she ends things. He wants her. She wants her car back. He says they sold it, so she wants the money. Um, she goes to leave. He follow. He goes to follow her, and she ban- demands him to stop. And they have the door close. The elevator doors closing on each other's faces. Then we have a montage of new scenes and flashbacks post breakup. And then it just sort of ends at what feels like the mid part of the montage. I literally laughed out loud when it cut the credits. Yeah, watching that was bad. it. Like one of those like, ah! <laughs> like it, it, moments. The, the, the flashback is going through all of the good times. They didn't really have any good times. They flew in a jet and they flew in a paraglider. Yeah. That was, and they danced <laughs> those, once. Yeah, that was partner. the good times. Everything else really sucked ass. And at two moments in this film. They kept the take in where Jamie Doran almost buttons the jacket below the tie, like with the tie on the outside. That would have been yeah, even It happens better. when he stands up for the speech. He misses it the first time and then just quickly buttons it correctly. And, and then he does it again to, at the very end. I, that would just go to show he knows nothing about business. <laughs> it also goes to Anthony's thing where he's just play acting in a suit. Right, one hundred percent. Right, what's the his company is trying to feed the world, right? No, that's a side thing. Oh, I was gonna say because she goes, well, how do you make money? I'm like, oh, well, are you against helping people? Well, I think that's a pretty good question to ask. How are you gonna? How are you going to support this and make money and all that? Well, I, I don't need that. I'm, I, I could do whatever I want. Like, all right, well, that's why you suck as a businessman. I'm assuming. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and yeah, and then it just like ends. There's a shot of him standing up from a board meeting, and it just cuts to black. Uh, that's yeah. the end of Fifty Shades of Grey. Release the Taylor Johnson cut. Really? <laughs> Hashtag release the Taylor Johnson cut. Where did you see Jamie Dornan's dong throughout the whole movie? <laughs> I... We almost got a dong shot. Uh, I don't believe that was his because he had it in his contract that he was not showing dong. Yeah, I think he was a little uh, a little Stunt shy. Guy. Yeah. yeah, Jen did make sure to no tell me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jen made sure to tell me that uh, uh, what's her name, Anastasia. Mm-hmm. She she had a hairy vag. Oh well, she, also um, that was CG. CG. It was a CG. Oh. It was CG uh, Bush because they were wearing um, like the the covers. You couldn't wear a merkin. I, I you know when you got the CG the ability to make CG. CG Merkins. That's what it is. Oh, I, I, I just I love leave anymore. Right. What's real? Uh, my I'm just it's funny that my wife made sure to tell me that. They, you know, she has a bush. I was like, okay. <laughs> was she like like uh pro bush, I guess. No, she, I don't know. Just like maybe tr- maybe trying to just just accept the bush, Dan. Maybe that's what the the subtlety was maybe. or the the message. It's okay. <laughs> I have nothing against it. Listen. I'm all for Bush. You're bringing it up. Well, Jen brought it up. (laughs) But she, I don't know. It made it seem like it was a bad thing. So maybe, I don't don't know. Maybe it was just like a surprise. Oh, look, she's got a bush. Maybe she was trying to warn me. Like, hey, listen, watch watch this. She's got a bush. Was she watching it and she pointed it out? Or she was like, Dan, I just want you to know, going into this movie, you're going to see some bush. No, when I sat down to watch, when I sat down to finish it, she goes, why are you watching that? I'm like, well, you know, for the podcast. She goes, well, 
I could just tell you what happens. And she laid it out like, you know, he goes after her. They have sex. Then he pushes her away. They have sex and so on and so forth. And then at the end, she goes, oh, and she has a bush. What? (laughs) (laughs) Way to bury the lead. Yeah, right. I mean, it sounds like a lot of commitment, a lot of anti-commitment from Jen in terms of the podcast she's not on. Don't listen. Don't don't watch the movie. Just listen to my summation of what happens. Right. Yeah. It's, let her uh, let her lead next week's episode. She she desperately wants us to review uh, tire or whatever okay. rubber. Yeah. She well, wants. Why us does we to have to review. watch it? She could just tell us what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I we have to do it for her, or else she's going to murder me. I don't One know. day. It sounds, like, it sounds like to me we don't we shouldn't even bother watching these movies. We should just be reading the Wikipedia plot summary. <laughs> she hated this movie. She I did not have, like this movie. I could have saved four hours of my last forty-eight and watching. Well, come on, you needed Jen. that, Jen. <laughs> uh, what would you guys do to make this movie better? Uh, again, I wanted I wanted this to go balls to the wall, crazy with their with his um, his kink. I wanted to see some like foot play. I wanted to oh, see some like oh like gagging stuff like that. Like this is super fucking tame, man. <laughs> this is just like this barely registers on my meter. I wanted and I wanted to see some some fighting at the end. Okay. Right? She's she's fed up with him and then she starts pushing him back and he fucking likes it. Right? You see like that fire. Like he finally feels alive. He finds joy from being punched in the face and he's just like I want more. Give me more. And then she kind of, you know, she's breaking out of her shell, like you said, right? So they just start beating each other up, and the, the movie just ends on a haymaker. Yeah. <laughs> on the uh, the freeze frame ma- uh, haymaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I think we're all going to come to an agreement, because Anthony uh, opened my mind to it midway through this podcast, is that the role reversal is what makes this movie better. I think so. You know, in, in terms of that. And the obvious thing, the thing I was thinking of going into this podcast that I had uh, written down on the notes on my phone was that this movie gets infinitely better with a different Christian Grey. Um, Somebody that, you know, actually gives it some charisma. Like Nicolas Cage. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Nick Nick Cage, while not ideal, would be much better. Absolutely. It'd be great. Exactly. It should be an older older gentleman, Nicolas Cage. Boom. I mean, it could even it, it could even be like like outside of the box thinking like Dennis Quaid or mm-hmm. you know it's not terrible you know, you know something like it doesn't need to be like this like young um, you know sort of like I guess trying to get a teen heartthrob you know yeah. sort of um, not so much the character being a teen but sort of get people to swoon like that. Uh, I mean, th- this casting is obviously you're putting someone in there that the women that watch this movie want to fuck. Yeah. yeah. What are you saying about Dennis Quaid? Well, I mean, no. he's he's still pulling 26 year olds. Yeah. My mother-in-law has a crush on him, so that kind of yeah. hurts things. Yeah. Well, he is the best Quaid, so. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but like you know, Nicolas Cage. Imagine imagine the line readings that he would have for like. I like to fuck hard. Or... I was just, that was the first thing that came into my head. <laughs> just the shades of fucked up. I like to fuck. Yeah, I would, I would fuck you into next <laughs> week. I'm doing like, like pelvic thrusts while I'm saying this. Oh, baby. <laughs> I like to fuck hard. <laughs> and then he whips his head around on the um, 50 shades of fucked up. I think we just With want him big to wide eyes. Troy as Christian yeah. Gray. Right? His role in the face off. <laughs> 
what what if you had it where this movie is kind of like an eyes wide shut kind of thing going on like it turns out christian is a part of this like crazy sex cult oh okay, okay. yeah sure. yeah i mean i mean just let tom cruise play himself no. that's what i wanted i want tom cruise and everything i love tom cruise maybe christian yeah. gray just has some friends so he doesn't seem like such a a creep you know but it's lonely <laughs> at the top and don't you get it it's so lonely up there he works so hard but he learned he's got his pilot license and he's mastered the piano he's not working that hard Th- those take he, a lot he, of dedication he, he was probably close to elon musk level where it's just elon musk comes in at the end of the day is like oh yeah put my name on that <laughs> i'm gonna claim this as my own idea <laughs> And I'm going to throw a baseball at this indestructible window, and it's going to shatter immediately on stage. I, I wish we found... Do we find out how he made his money at any point? Elon Musk or Christian Grey? Christian, Christian Grey. <laughs> I think his parents are loaded. Yeah, they look like they were. So did he just get, like, a million-dollar uh, like, uh, loan? You. I have news for you, Dan. That's the only way billionaires exist. <laughs> they inherit it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Did his, did his parents just give him like a million dollars and like, all right, probably go, go forth, young one, and earn make your... a business? And he's yeah. like, I made a business, <laughs> and it does business. I made, made a business. business. <laughs> made a business, mom. It does business things. Right, I didn't you... wear a suit. Look at all <laughs> these charts. I have all these charts. What do you specialize in? Importing and exporting. <laughs> <laughs> what do you import? Business. Chips. <laughs> what do you export? <laughs> diapers <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly what he does yeah i have circle circle graphs i have bar graphs i have pie charts they're all here i even I, have the latest up i have I even have the latest version of powerpoint right. on my computer c-span is playing in the lobby <laughs> stock market <laughs> i already said that one but that's that just goes to show how much i know about business Futures, holdings, <laughs> clients. Buy low, sell high. <laughs> the, I would love to see one of the board meetings where just like Christian, you keep saying these words and we're just we're hemorrhaging money, man. We're gonna have to buy you out. The board has decided we're kicking you out. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, okay, and he just he walks away. Just he keeps saying these buzz buzzwords. <laughs> Believe he's had a stroke. <laughs> yeah yeah um in terms of making this better yeah you switch him as a sub is a makes for an arc of some sort um and yeah i think he should be a little bit older i don't know if that's what makes this movie better um i think it would be more interesting um but yeah i i mean i don't tr- i usually don't try to say like well just replace the actor um for one of these things but i just think he's so dull um i haven't seen him in anything else um, I'm going to say, give you know, the benefit of the doubt and say he's better than what this movie made him do. But uh, yeah, not great. This was one of the most boring movies we've ever done. And it's got so much nudity in it. It's so hard. This movie answers the question of like, can you be bored with sex? You can. Yeah, this is the epitome of vanilla sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, if it's you want to up the ante on this, go watch Sleeping Beauty starring Emily Browning. <laughs> Actually, don't do that. Don't listen don't, to it. Do yourself. Don't do that. Don't it literally me. ended a content I was doing for a vlog. Yep. I, I couldn't watch movies for a week. <laughs> there you go. And this movie uh, this movie's going to do about the same for you. 
Um, yeah, if it wasn't Sonic coming up. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God that one's coming out right now. Poof to save us. Um, plug your shit. Make it quick. Sure. Uh, at Diaquino122 on Twitter. Stranger Damies at Stranger Damies on both the Twitter and the Instagram. Hit us up. We had some, uh, uh, I guess, listener questions the past couple of weeks. Uh, they were total nonsense, but I love them. So thank you very much for, for hitting us up. And uh, yeah, there, that's it. If you want to talk to us, tweet us. Yeah. So Stranger Damies, as mentioned, um, the uh, next set of uh, uh, session episodes will take us through episode 100 and probably... I know I say it every time, but I, I think this, this session was really good um, in, in terms of, of RPing and battle. Um, so be sure to tune in. But the thing that would have aired before this is our latest episode of Talking to Strangers, where you guys get to meet our new player, Jonathan. Um, and then we take those listener questions, which are total nonsense. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, just be sure to uh, sub to that on iTunes, Google Play. Basically anywhere you get your own, get your podcast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they, this is, they call this a movie. We are at they called movie.podbean.com. Main website is the main Um, we are available on just about every podcast streaming app. If you just search, they called some movie, we should pop right up. We're uh, available on also all social media platforms at the main Damie. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the main Damie. We'll pop right up. Um, if you have any questions or comments, uh, feel free to reach out to the main at gmail.com. Um, if you have a few minutes, seconds to spare, please rate us on iTunes. Just look for, they go, uh, they called some movie on iTunes. Give us a five star review and leave us a review. That would be amazing because it helps us out in the grand scheme of things. I know everybody says that, but it really is true. Um, you can also find us on geek vibes nation. That's gvnation.com and all podcast streaming apps. Uh, just look for Geek Vibes Nation and you'll find them. Um, we we simulcast there. They have a bunch of other great shows um, as well, not just us, other great things. Um, they're gvnation.com and on all social media platforms at Geek Vibes Nation. And uh, that's that's it. That's, uh, that's going to wrap it up. Um, you can find me at Antelvec if you want to reach out to me on Twitter. Um, but that's going to do it for this week. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We're going to be back next week with a special episode. We'll uh, keep a little bit on our hats just now, but it should be a pretty special one. Um, but uh, enjoy Valentine's Day. Hopefully this episode got you in the mood so you could give your significant other a, a good old rogering, as they say, in the, uh, across the pond. Um. <laughs> if, if this podcast gets you in the mood, you need help. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> We, we all three of us have amazing voices that just <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> just do something to the the undercarriage of men and women alike. Um, but the director of Fifty Shades of Grey is Sam Taylor Johnson. So for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Delvecchio telling Sam Taylor Johnson to go fuck herself.